Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Cayman, your fanatic. Yo, how have you been, Cayman? I've been pretty good. Um, as you know, Elena mm-hmm. is on a super, super long hike in the middle of the wilderness with some co-workers. Yeah. So she she's out having a grand old time. She should be back on Tuesday. That's awesome. And uh, we're, we're recording on Saturday. So yeah. it's a four-day four trip. That's awesome. So you're going to, what are you going to do alone now, dude? You're going to be all lonesome. I know. I honestly have no, I mean, other than I like, I have some dishes to do. <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got two new baby chickens that I'll, I'll be taking care of as well. Nice. Yeah. One of them's called, um, oh, uh, shit, I forgot the name of it. Um, nutmeg, nutmeg Luca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oregano is the other one. <laughs> nutmeg is the cutest thing. Um, I don't know if she yeah, told Vera. you, but my name's its middle name. So. Yeah, she she told me about that. <laughs> I was like, can you send me that picture? Because I fucking love this chicken. That's hilarious. I hope it's a girl. Please be a girl. So you guys can keep I hope it. both of them are a girl. I'm, I don't want any. We're done with roosters. Don't need any more. Yeah. It's so weird that it's like a gamble to to have these fucking things. Is, like you can't tell it's Well, because I mean like, yeah, it's not like they have a. I know. Big old flopping penis you can look at. No, that's kind of lame. Imagine if chickens just walked around with their schlongs <laughs> hanging out. Dude, that'd be kind of nice, right? Would it? <laughs> I mean, the roosters, it, it would kind of fit. It would kind of fit their mentality. Just drag it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of crowing, just smacking it against something. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. But yeah, um, how have you been? I know you were telling me right before we started recording that... Uh, there was a, a problem with your RC plane. Yeah. So I was out the gliding field and this plane, it's like, I want to say maybe 10 years old, if not older. Um, and I, I was flying it out there. And the way that you control this plane, it has the controls in the back. So it doesn't have like ailerons. I mean, it has, it doesn't have elevators and all that jazz, but so the basically the back of the plane there's like a crack like a hairline crack going down the the plastic fuselage which is the body of the plane and if i if i would have flown it again i think dude if i would have like been like a hard turn because it was kind of windy today it would have just like literally just destroyed my plane and that would have been sad so i either need to like figure out how to like refix it because i fixed it once already but it's just going to keep happening so I think I need a new, uh, an upgrade in my plane. Dude, I'm still flying on a remote controller that is from 1975. Not so, bad, not bad. Yeah, like everyone out there is like, oh my God, what is that? He was like, dude, I have uh, one of the guys um, was like, I have a remote in my basement that you can have that's newer than that one. <laughs> I was like, hey man, this thing does the trick. Like, I've never it's had like from the 80s. You're like, oh my gosh, it's so new. It's so much newer. I mean, if you think about it, like 1975, like that's old. But yeah, yeah so now I'm going to, um, one of them said he'd text me. He has like a, a glider because I fly gliders um, that he would maybe want to sell me. Um, so let me see if that goes through and 
because at one point I want to build my own with like a kit. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's what I did today. Nice. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. And then tomorrow there's that, I forget what it's called, but it's like an Indian kind of thing um, where people throw like color on each other to signify. I'm thinking, I forget. I read it once a while back. Doce, dosi, do, some um, where they throw color each other. It's like a festival of like to signify like the end of a end of a moon or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Is it Holly? Holly. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. What does that signify against the end of like a moon, right? Looking it up here. Yeah. In Hinduism, the popular holiday centers around Radha Krishna or the combined forms of feminine and masculine realities of God and the deities of Radha and Krishna. The story goes that Krishna despaired over whether the fair-skinned Radha would like his darker complexion. His mother, Yashoda, told him to approach Radha and ask her to color his face in any color that she wanted. She did, and they became a couple. The playful coloring of their faces has been commemorated as Holly. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Holly also celebrates the victory of Lord Vishnu as Narashima Narayana over Hiranyakashipu. Hmm. I've probably mispronounced some of those things, but... Uh, you did your best. It wasn't in a rude way. I did my best. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing tomorrow. So it should be, uh, should be good, should be good. But anyway, besides our fun activities, what movie are we discussing today that the viewers probably already know of we are going to be talking about a brand new movie just came out like a week and a half ago it is the batman directed by matt reeves what'd you think of the movie i thought it was great i loved it actually maybe it like i maybe part of this is just because it's so fresh on my mind but I think this is possibly my favorite Batman movie. Wow. Why? It's such a good story. And like, I I feel like, did you ever see the, uh, the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix? I don't think so. Well, I, I feel like this movie, uh, I feel like this movie was trying or, this movie was succeeding to do what the Joker movie was trying to do in the sense that like, I feel like the Joker movie was really marketed as like, Oh, it's going to be this like classic, just like start with a good movie and we're going to like make a good movie, but then it just like happens to have the Joker in it, but it's not really like a comic book movie. It's like almost more like, like a martin scorsese film but just like with the joker you know what i mean i think i do yeah but i feel like even though that's what they wanted the joker movie to be it kind the the execution really didn't hold up as well and i feel like there were a lot of things that it just wasn't as successful as as they made it seem like it was going to be but but this movie i feel like is a really good like noir film like a a amazing detective story it's just that the detective is batman right 
Right. So it, it like instant, it doesn't feel as mm-hmm. comic booky. And there's nothing like I, you know me, I have no problem with comic book movies, but like it's nice to see something different. Yeah. And, and I know that because the, the Christopher Nolan movies, the, the Dark Knight trilogy also tried to be a bit more grounded. But even then, there was a lot of sort of fantastical elements. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was just like one step even more like realistic. Like okay. just as 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 a quick example, there is like in the in the Nolan films when Batman is like gliding across the city, the they explain it as like there are like wires or something in his cape that when an electric charge runs through them, it like stiffens his cape up a little bit so that it that so that he can glide with it. Yeah. And like that I mean that's fine and all, but in this movie, like he literally the way that Batman glides is like with an actual like cliff diving like, like outfit. Suit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so wow. well, yeah. I I think you uh you, you summed that up quite well. I, I, I don't I've never really been into the like the Batman series, quite honestly. Like if it's never been like a big part of me like watching the movies and stuff like that. It's like I don't know. So I can't really compare it to other Batmans because I I just don't remember them. I I have watched a few, but it's just hard for me to, how do I say, like even remotely remember them. Right. So, um, just one of those things. I I'm I'm glad that you loved it that much. For me, I don't remember exactly what I rated it, but I rated it in the like mid eights, right when I finished watching it, um, because I watched it with with Uli, actually. Um, and, and he loved it. He would, he called it, uh, one of the best. There was one other one that he named that it could compete with that I don't remember, but, um, yeah, I, I've been, I've been seeing and hearing a lot of big, good things about this movie of people liking it. Yeah. So I, I think for, for me, um, like directly coming out of the theater, I was feeling maybe like, a 9.7, I think. Wow. And, and after, after thinking about it for a while, I think I, I, it may come down to like a 9.5, but oh. I mean, that's still, not, that's not too bad of a change up anyway. What, what caused the change? Uh, I mean, there's just a, a couple things that like, as I thought about it more, I didn't quite like as much, but we can, okay. I mean, we can, we can get more into that when we get into spoilers, but yeah, yeah. Just some things that I, I felt could have been done better okay yeah i think you'll have to probably take the lead on this one dude like i did not want to take notes and two i wasn't expecting us to do a podcast about this and three um it was a while back for me so yeah i think i watched i I didn't take notes in the theater so i was like i had to like sit and try and remember as much as i could (laughs) yeah yeah it'll come back it'll come back to me yeah the budget for this movie was two hundred million dollars. That's a lot. Which, if uh, if we remember what we were talking about long, long, there's several episodes ago, and we were talking about how uh, with a lot of movies, obviously depends on the studio, depends on the movie, but in general, they usually spend the same amount on marketing as they do on the movie. Right. So if the movie costs two hundred million, that means with 
marketing, it probably cost them around 400 million. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, box office so far, and like this number will increase because the movie is still in theaters, but just off of what they've made so far, they've already made over 500 million. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's getting hyped up like crazy. Yeah. And and I know they actually did really good like advertisements for it because the trailer, I, I don't know if you remember the trailer for this movie. I'm sure other people do as well. Um, the, the funny part, the only reason that like it caught my ear is because one of my friends voices like the ending part where it's like it's like in theaters on, well, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I thought every time I hear his voice in one of these trailers, I'm like, oh, there he is. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Are you ready to step into the boxing ring? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no, not for this one. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, I'll have to make something up. I uh, also, I, I have decided I, I will be competing with you this time, so I have not looked at the description yet. Oh, okay, cool. Um, let's let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, 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 quite honestly, I, I need to remember what exactly went on here so hopefully your thing will help okay i will say during his second year as the masked vigilante known as batman bruce wayne discovers a plot to kill important city officials but the secrets that he learns along the way bring gotham into jeopardy yeah that's fucking good that's all that's oh, all i've got that's fucking unfair just to give everyone i i forgot the fucking city name even so the fact that you even knew it was called gotham unfair <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, batman aka bruce wayne is the batman and he finds <laughs> and he finds out while entering an investigation pool that his family the wayne family is not as clean as they once appeared to be in his eyes watch the movie um to find out more <laughs> <laughs> oh yours was too good okay, all right well let's mine. uh let's see what we got here we'll we'll make our own judgment and then you know if uh, the yeah. audience has a different idea of whose was better <laughs> <laughs> audience you better pick me bro all right you ready for this yeah in his second year of fighting crime oh batman uncovers corruption in gotham city that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the riddler oh okay you win it's the second so? year yeah <laughs> yeah it did. that was that was uh i and it said the riddler right? pretty, did you say the pretty riddler? i i did not mention the riddler actually damn i should have said that you should have Oh, well, I think the uh, second year is is a pretty specific yeah. detail. Um, and also I, I said Gotham, which is yeah. here, but but I never mentioned his family and you did. So I'd say I'd say you're pretty close. It's a two to one, I'd say with I don't know why neither of us mentioned the Riddler. That seems kind of silly. Kinda weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> but quite honestly, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Riddler was kind of a big deal. Yeah. I was gonna say like he wasn't that big of a deal, but he was like literally the big deal of this movie. So yeah, yep. Unfortunate. Oh. All right. Well, I'll uh, 
I'll go ahead and take that one. But yep, I, you did you did a fairly good job for not remembering anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, names, dude, just don't. It just doesn't work. And and like I knew you had said like all that stuff already, so I didn't want to say like second year because I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I should have said the Riddler's name. Fuck. All right. Mentioned like now, Catwoman. Why didn't the movie thing mention Catwoman at all? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, she was kind of a big deal. No, she was. She was also a big deal. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, obviously, the tiny little description here isn't trying to like give away the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, but... that's true. Was she a surprise in the movie? Would you say? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I would say the the stuff about his family is more of a surprise than Catwoman. So I don't know why that's in here. Yeah, true. Now we'll get a a quick ad break, and then we'll be back for our spoiler review. Let's do it. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. This is the spoiler section. If you don't want it to be spoiled, don't listen that was real cute <laughs> thanks i had to change it up too man that last last podcast what happened there really surprised me and if you guys don't know what happened there please give it a listen it was really funny i i died laughing at work low-key high-key so <laughs> all righty well um where do we start it was a movie and it batman was. was in it <laughs> that's true he was there it was crazy um uh, the let, let's talk about like the the overall plot. Let's just go through it real quick. Okay, so Batman is there, and yep. he gets called to like this investigation thing. This is just to help me and the viewers out, I guess. Yeah. Um. And in this, like, why was he called to this investigation? Because there was a letter there that was addressed to Batman. Correct. Correct. Okay. And then from there, it kind of went on to like this mumbo jumbo of um like clues and um. It like involved the drug ring, and then at one point it involved um, Wayne's family's name. So basically, the the Riddler was toying with him the whole time, right? Yeah, the the Riddler was uh, methodically taking out corrupt officials. Mm-hmm. the The backstory is like there was a um uh there there was a like you said a, a drug operation controlled by a gangster named Maroni. Right. And uh, he got taken down. It was like the biggest drug bust of the century or something like that. Like it really boosted everyone's careers. But then the Riddler finds out that the drug operation actually never stopped. And mm. the control just got shifted over to uh, another gangster named Falcone. And right. he pretty much used like because the drug bust led to a huge status boost for all of the officers and city officials involved and uh, uh, Falcone pretty much used that position and used the money from the drug operation to keep all of them sort of under his thumb right and so now like the Gotham City Police Department is just like full of crooked cops and like his uh the first victim is actually uh the mayor who is 
about about to run for re-election uh, against another candidate named Bella Real. Mm-hmm. And during the during the campaign, uh, Riddler Riddler kills him and leaves a note for Batman. Right. So let's start off with, I guess, uh, your positives. Yeah, because. I'm, I'm guessing you don't have that many negatives, right? Yeah, I've definitely, I've, I've got more positives than negatives for sure. Right. I mean, you rated it at 9.5. Yeah. Four. So, all right, well, let, let's start off with one. And I'll kind of play off of what you right, say. Well, f- first, I would like to say that the the score for this movie I thought was fantastic. It wasn't, oh my gosh, super exciting, like jumpy sort of music it was just like this very like heavy moody just like yeah constant at like atmospheric music you know what i mean the cinematography was also more of like a moody darker setting which i guess plays in part with you know him being a bat yeah man yeah i mean like you said it the the feeling of this movie while watching it was you it was always kind of like on the edge of your seat. It really fit in with the fact that it was like just riddles going on everywhere because that's kind of like, that, that's how it felt like to me in the movie theater, at least. Yeah. Um, to where it was, it was like always on edge kind of thing. You're like, Ooh, like what kind of thing? How did you, know? you, how did you feel about the riddles? Um, I quite honestly, dude, I didn't, I didn't get any of them. I, I, I understood it once they were figured out, but yeah. then, like when they were spoken of and like Batman was like, oh, it's this. I was like, what the fuck? Like how I'm not a riddle guy. So it's kind of hard for me to like mm-hmm. get on that boat. There, but yeah, there I mean, was a there was a couple uh, like I think like maybe two, two riddles, maybe three that I like as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, I know the answer to that. For real? But oh, yeah, nice. like super easy ones, though. Yeah. But um. But also, I feel like it was kind of nice because, like, solving the riddles wasn't really, like, the focus in the movie, you know? Like, I, like all of the scenes, like you said, all of the scenes where there was a riddle, it was like someone would read it, and then, like, a second and a half later, Batman would be like, oh, this is the answer. Like, the, it's not really, like, there are some movies where riddles are involved where, like, you figure, you like, you see the riddle, and then, like, the movie takes its time with people figuring it out and like part yeah. of the experience is like the audience trying to figure out the riddle as well. Uh-huh. But I feel like with this movie, like for the, it wasn't, the riddles weren't meant for the audience to figure out. They were just there to, f- for Batman. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So like Batman was portrayed as this like riddle lover kind of guy. Right. Well, cause he's Batman. It like, since, the beginning like since batman was created he has been called the world's greatest detective Mm, okay and because um in case you didn't know uh dc which is the the comic company that batman comes from Mm -hmm. uh dc stands for detective comics and Ah. so when yeah (laughs) like batman yeah batman from the beginning has always been like yes he is a, a vigilante and a crime fighter but he is also an amazing detective and i think that is something that up until now we haven't really gotten to see in a live action movie and i think that's Mm -hmm. another part of why i like this one so much is because it 
uh, we we just don't get to see that side of Batman very often in live action. And it was nice to see him like figuring out clues and like going undercover and like there yeah. are even scenes where he just like he's just got like a hoodie and a baseball cap and he's just like walking around listening to people and he's got like binoculars and I'm like that like that's the kind of stuff that Batman would be doing instead of just like all of a sudden he just magically knows everything with super intense technology like right. you know what I mean yeah 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 no I'm, I'm right there with you yeah I I, I thought it was I it was I it, it was a very enjoyable film for me to watch after we finished the podcast um, last week where it dealt with like a, a super serious spy and all that stuff where it was kind of like, like everything that I saw here, the Batman do like it was plausible. Yeah. If, if Like it's weird for me to say like, because Batman isn't like a real thing. Right. So people make that shit up, but it was still plausible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. like even him like just like literally like uh jumping off a building and gliding that is plausible now the thing that's not plausible is him like hitting the car and then surviving oh yeah no he freaking uh, smacked the shit yeah. when he when he hit the bottom of that glide i was like he did he did for show right right and then again like sure maybe it was he has a lot of armor on and all that jazz but mostly but even just the concussion yeah yeah right like armor or not you'd be You'd have some serious brain damage after a fall like that. 100%. You would most likely be dead. Right. I mean, that's I think, just. Yeah. I, th- I think that that specific moment is probably what like pulled me out of the movie the most. Like, I feel like there were there were a few other things that I was like, oh, well, that that could have been done better. But like it, it still feels like it's like it makes sense in this world. But him just like smacking into the side of that bridge and then falling on top of a car yeah at like it was like two or three seconds there i was like well hold up this is like this is weird yeah and and like that's like literally probably the only thing like gadget wise that he had that may not have worked well as, as well as like i know it was supposed to be like cool and like the car chase you know where everything was exploding in front of him. And then all of a sudden this truck and trailer made like a ramp and he just took it that obviously not, but gadget wise, that's like the only part where I was like, "Eh, he'd probably be dead, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the, yes, getting into his gadgets a bit more, I feel like his gadgets in this movie felt a lot more. um, I don't know what a good way to describe it. Like, like dirty, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Bruce Wayne is a billionaire and he can afford anything he wants. But like to to take it back to a comparison with the Christopher Nolan movies, like in those movies, he's got like this huge like underground warehouse and he's got like computers and he can hack into people's cell phones to listen to shit. And like his Batmobile is like a, a piece of like military technology that he somehow bought like off the black market or whatever yeah and it's like it's all of this stuff and you can like see he's obviously spent a bunch of money on this shit and oh, sure. i feel like yeah. the gadgets in this batman movie like yes obviously would still cost a lot of money but they felt a lot more like ground up like he's got like 
I think the the fanciest piece of technology he has is those uh, those contact lenses that yeah. he can record with. Yeah. Which I mean could be a thing. I don't fucking know. I, I don't I think no I don't think we quite have the capability to make cameras like that, especially with audio reco- recording software as well. Yeah, I, yeah I the know. audio and the the quality was just way too good. And it was again that was one of those things where it was like face detection you know and like enhancing like that's kind of yeah. like we talked about last time kind of funny but aside from aside from the contact lenses it felt like everything else he had it was just like like he just like shoved some like steel armor plates in his mm-hmm. suit yeah and he had like he had this little um at the at the end of the movie there was a little uh little compartment that he had like a shot of adrenaline mm-hmm. to to like get himself back up yeah and just yeah. like things that felt like a, a real person could do that yeah i can see that for sure and the um uh, just keep keeping going on the on the technology front um i absolutely like oh my god his batmobile was a yeah, was, fucking monster it was sick yeah like the first time it revved up i was like this is like that is legitimately terrifying yeah yeah <laughs> i 100 like, percent agree thing was nutty like oh my god yeah it was it was definitely a nice car <laughs> and and his motorcycle too i i kind of enjoyed that he started off with the motorcycle and then they they didn't use the car too much i felt like right. they didn't yeah, overuse it, like, it. Yeah, he he mostly got around the city on the motorcycle, which makes sense because yeah. there's a lot of like tight alleyways, and obviously right. when he's driving around, he's like dipping in between traffic and doing all that stuff. And it's like, no matter how awesome your car is, that you're not going to be able to easily maneuver through a city like that in a big old car. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, I think it it definitely helped that they like they picked and chose their moments to be like, nah, look at this badass machine mm-hmm. that he's just going to like absolutely destroy and him chasing down the penguin. And like you said, all of those explosions and he's just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. I see my target. I'm going. And and that was kind of like the, the cool, like he, I couldn't figure out at the start of the movie, if this was like, because you, like you had said, like the gadgets were really down and dirty. And I felt like his whole suit kind of thing, like everything was kind of down and dirty. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't figure out if this was like early Batman or if this was like, like, like Batman after all those other Batmans, you know what I'm saying? Does that what make sense? Like, I, I don't know where in the line of his career this was shot in. And you said well, it's, two it's years. His, yeah. His, his, yeah. In the, in the very beginning of the movie, you can see him because he like, uh, the, the movie opens with him narrating and, um, that was another part that I loved because in the, in the narration, he explains that obviously he's just a human being and he can't actually be everywhere at once to mm-hmm. like keep crime off the streets. Right. But the good thing about the persona that he has put on for himself is now it like it's gotten to the point where criminals are just afraid of shadows, shadows because yeah. They don't know where he is at any given time. And so you see right. like this montage of like a guy breaks into a convenience store or like a, a freaking person is like there's a gang of people mugging someone like by a train station. And like they like they see the the bat signal light up in the sky and then they start looking around and there's yeah. like 
a dark corner and they're just like yeah. mm, i don't know about uh, that <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like that makes perfect fucking sense yeah like once you've built up this uh like uh, uh, um what's it called i'm really blanking on words like how people know you your um your reputation good lord oh reputation okay <sighs> You got, it, you, you got it. That didn't take too long. You're good. <laughs> when you when you've built up a reputation like that, to where like people are just always afraid of you, even when you're not around, like that is, I mean, that's part of the purpose of Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously that that idea sort of gets challenged in this movie, which we can talk about later because that's like sort of towards the end. But I I really do like that. But uh point is he he does that narration and then you see that like his narrating is actually him writing in a journal mm -hmm. and he's like keeping notes because he's like uh, obviously going out every night and then like being up during the day like all of the days sort of blend together and so to like sort of keep himself from going crazy and like keeping track of the days he writes everything down in a journal right and when he when he closes the journal you can see on the cover it says batman year two oh uh, okay I, did, I missed that i think okay well that's good they they explained that then i i must have goofed and just didn't see it um but okay that makes sense yeah, yeah i was saying that just because when i was when i did see it i was like i don't know like yeah i just, I just didn't know I, i'm not familiar enough with batman but you know it is what it is yeah so he's like he's to the point where obviously he's not yeah, like he's still got a lot of stuff to learn but he's like at the point where he's obviously they've already built a bat signal and he has built up this semi-trusting relationship with lieutenant gordon yeah who is the only person in the police department who trusts him because you see like several times on all like all the other officers like anytime he walks into a crime scene they're just like what the fuck is he doing here mm-hmm and like they're they're all nervous and you can see like a couple of them like put their hand on their gun because it's yeah. just like you don't know when a, when a person like that walks into the room like they they have no idea what he's gonna do he could flip out and attack all of them for all they know yeah but then again like most of them were probably crooked right so maybe that's also one more reason for them to fear him could be yeah yeah Let, okay so i had mentioned um the the car chase with the penguin and um, oh yeah hold on i might have to send you a picture here because the uh, the penguin was played by colin farrell and the amount of prosthetics and makeup that they used on this man is just mind-blowing like if you didn't know who he was you oh. would never guess really yeah i'm, I'm gonna send this to you real quick oh my god i know what the fuck it is just amazing how they transformed him oh my gosh that's so much wow they did a really good yeah. job and he like he was he was kind of entertaining i liked the penguin in this movie yeah because he's like obviously he is a criminal and a bad guy but he also is just kind of like doesn't really care because i like obviously he he is the kind of criminal that like thinks he's above the law because of how much money he has yeah. and so like anytime like 
he's talking to Batman and he's just like, yeah, what can I do for you, Batman? Let me help you out. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, get, yeah, I'll get yeah. you this name. And, and, and like, even when, even when the cops show up, he's just like, eh, what are you doing? Get out of my club kind of yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like when they took him and like handcuffed him and like just left him out there in the rain. Yeah. And he, he still had humor about him. He's like, oh, come on. He's like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great character. He, I think he was he was probably one of my favorites in the movie. Um, yeah. Of course, I, I guess Batman is number one favorite just because he is that. Yeah. And it that. really it really set up the uh, this sort of dichotomy between the penguin who is sort of like more of this carefree kind of a criminal versus uh, Falcone who is oh, like yeah. a very straight laced gangster. And he's like, he's the kind of guy who like, he, he's like sitting there smoking and playing pool. And then you come in to talk to him and he's like, asks everyone to leave the room so that he can murder you. Right. Right. <laughs> Straight up killer. Yeah. Yeah. What was that thing that dropped the movie for you? Two points. Okay. So one, one of the things that I did not like was the reveal with Thomas Wayne. Like when, cause halfway through the movie, there is like, it's, it's not really, I, it, it's a very authentic feeling twist. And I like briefly touch on again with the Joker movie, because there's also a twist in that movie, but the twist in the Joker movie feels very forced. And it's just like, you watch the movie and then like three quarters in they're like psych this thing actually happened way different than you thought it did and it's just like uh, okay. well, why like what the fuck is this about but yeah. in this movie it's like it's set up and he's like he's like following the riddler's clues and he ends up at um the orphanage that his parents had helped build and it, inside it, he he finds out that his dad thomas wayne had hired Falcone to kill a reporter in order to cover up the fact that Martha Wayne, his wife, was struggling with mental illness. Uh-huh. And that, like, you can see it, like, really shakes, like, Bruce's world because his, like, his right. entire identity is built around the death of his parents. And he right. has this idea in his head that his father was like such a positive role model for the city and then to see this that that his dad had someone killed is just like it's earth shattering for him yeah and it's like this big thing and i really liked that but then the the movie didn't really commit to it and then like two scenes later he goes and talks to alfred in the hospital and alfred is like oh yeah no no your your dad didn't know that he was gonna kill the reporter he just like told him he he hired the guy to to tell him to shut up but he didn't know that he was going to kill him right right and so it's like kind of backing off of this and being like oh no don't worry your dad was still a good guy and i I just like it felt like a little bit of a cop out to me i feel like it would have been a lot stronger if we had to like watch bruce wayne deal with this revelation Mm -hmm. and be like no actually my dad was like kind of a fucked up dude Right. That's that's kind of what I was hoping for, too. Right. When I noticed that, I was like, oh, gosh, like I I wanted to see Batman dealing with the struggles that, you know, everyday people deal with now having all of that flipped on its head because he's not the good guy. He's a bad guy. So maybe Batman should have like deteriorated, Um, not like, you know, like actual deteriorate, but like 
emotional deterioration and then like figure out how to deal with it within the movie and like hit, face it head on and then right. Uh, do right for the family name. That's kind of what I thought it was right. going to go for. But like yeah. you said, it was like the easiest cop out where it was like, Oh no, just miscommunication. Right. You're like, Oh, okay. And so that, that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then, um, another thing that I, I didn't really understand and wasn't a fan of is the throughout the entire movie the riddler's plan is to slowly kill off all of these corrupt officials and then like figure out like oh who is the informant that uh led to the the moroni case being busted and like all of that stuff and like someone in the mob is is working for the cops or the cops are working for the mob and there's this connection that batman has to figure out and while he's doing that it's like this time limit because like every single day the riddler is out there killing another person and it's like yeah you have to stop him from murdering but also every single time he murders someone you figure out oh no this person was actually a bad guy and they were working for the mob or they were they had like twisted the the judicial system to send money to to bunch of bad guys or something like that right but then after after an entire movie of him focusing on the corruption of gotham city his end game is just like i'm going to flood the entire city killing hundreds of people weird right and then when these people try and run away from the water and get up to a higher ground then i'm going to have some of my followers hide out and like shoot at them and i'm just like i i I don't understand there is a very troublesome disconnect for me there i agree between killing corrupt officials and just killing random citizens of of gotham yeah i I, that was also one of those points where i was like like i didn't understand what the fuck was going on (laughs) or why it was happening um because like he had like he had a following And I was just trying to figure out what the following was like, was it to go against the corrupt officials or was it to treat everyone as unequally as they thought they were themselves or being treated? I think I think they were focused on the officials because it seemed it seemed very clear that they they were specifically there to kill Bella Real, who was also running for mayor. Uh But but they like there was never any point where you see like, oh, bella was also corrupt and that's why they're killing like no it was just like oh this other person's running for mayor we're gonna kill her as well and like even if it was just the the reason why it like makes it even more confusing is like if the point was just to kill the other mayoral candidate that is a job that they really only needed one other person but they literally had like 20 guys up there and so that just makes me think it's like you don't need 20 people to kill one person which right. says to me that they were up there just planning to shoot random civilians yeah which is and fucking weird that yeah that just doesn't make any sense to me when you look at the rest of what the riddler has done throughout the movie right exactly um and also like another thing because one of his end games was to to get the batman right because he was the ultimate bad guy right well that's yeah and that's that was an, and because the the riddler the reason we find out the reason that he has been um sending letters to batman is because he thought that they were on the same side the riddler thought that he and batman were fighting corruption together and that 
like every time he sent him a letter that he was helping him and it was like like oh thanks like i wouldn't have been able to kill this person without you you really helped me out kind of a thing and that was like it was such an intense scene first of all because you you start to see like how actually like fucked up in the head the riddler is and there is i don't know if maybe this is just me but there did seem to be a sort of hint of of autism there in in the way that he was acting he was so very like hyper focused on certain things and then like when something didn't go the way that he wanted it like it caused like an extreme amount of panic for him like more than would be for a normal person yeah no i saw that i just i didn't know what i would call it you know yeah but but like that those sorts of behaviors are are more common in in autistic people okay yeah i mean he he definitely had an issue um because he Um, like yeah i don't know people people that plan everything and then even after you get caught have a plan and you're like fine with being in jail right like that's crazy (laughs) but yeah and then there's like a sort of a sort of fake out where it seems for a second that he knows that batman is bruce wayne Mm -hmm. and I, i i put this on my positive and my negative list because it it like it was a very tense scene and you could like see absolute props to robert pattinson for the performance in that scene because you could see the stress on his face every time the riddler kept saying bruce wayne over and over again and he was like yeah he, he got stiff and he was like trying to keep his cool and he kept like looking over at the camera yeah and like trying you could see him in his head trying to figure out what to do about this and he was like oh no i'm caught like this is gonna get out and it's gonna like everything is ruined like i, I don't know how to get out of this situation and yeah. he's just like trying to keep all of that inside and then uh, and then like after a while we figure out that the riddler does not know that uh batman is bruce wayne and the reason that he was repeating his name over and over again was because bruce wayne was the only person that he was unable to kill so the riddler had like this long list of people that he thought was corrupt and bruce wayne was on that list but everyone else he managed to murder but bruce wayne survived because he he wasn't home and he sent him like a like a a the package bomb bomb, yeah yeah and i I, this seemed sort of almost the the planning for that kill was a lot it was boring yeah like yeah like i feel like all the other ones he like he had it all planned out and he was like i'm gonna show up in this guy's house and he like freaking he saran wraps his head so that he's not like dropping hair or sweat anywhere he's got like head to toe covered he's got his boots and he's like in there like he knows exactly and how he's gonna kill people and but then for bruce wayne he just like sends him a letter and hopes that he opens it right and like yeah it's just dude people if they're billionaires they're not gonna open every fucking package yeah like you should you should know for someone with that kind of money like there's no way they don't know that bruce wayne has a butler right (laughs) yeah i don't know but yeah so it was it was a really good scene but it also like i don't know it was it was kind of weird at the same time yeah no i'm right there with you it was and and the fact that like he could open it like look at it understand that it was a bomb and then throw it enough to like 
still survive it is also another yeah. thing where I'm like, uh, really? Like, there was a, a lot of people being way too close to explosions and not dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> the, the same thing happened with the, um, the I think it was the district attorney or no i think it was at it was at the da's funeral and then that other guy like it drives his car into the into the chapel and right which was weird he's got he's got the bomb around his neck yeah and that was also like also a really cool scene but then it ends with the bomb blows up and batman is literally standing right in front of it and like it throws him and it knocks him out and you can like see that it like it hurt him but also it didn't do any lasting damage right and it it made it even more obvious with another problem that i had was because the bottom of his face is completely exposed and the amount of danger that his face is in and yet he just <laughs> somehow never takes any damage right right i like yeah. If you like, even if your entire suit was like explosion proof, bulletproof, whatever, you're standing right in front of a bomb and it blew up in your face and somehow your chin is still there. Right. Like there's no way he'd have lost his whole bottom jaw. Right, right, right. And the same thing with like, um, there's a, a really cool fight scene where he's like in a, a dark alleyway and all the thugs have like machine guns and you see obviously because his suit is bulletproof he's just like walking up to them and just like punching them and it's so brutal yeah. but i'm like how insanely lucky is it that not one of those machine gun rounds just like it kind of right penetrated it yeah like it all if someone just barely aimed at your head the chances of you getting shot in the mouth are like how could you have such a, a like such a big weak point in your outfit <laughs> true and then the same thing happens at the end one of the one of the followers of the riddler like points a shotgun at him and blasts him in the chest yeah. which is what eventually leads to him having to use the adrenaline but i'm like if that guy had pointed two inches higher he just would have blown your head off because you have no armor on the bottom half of your face and like the bullet the the spread of pe pellets you know like there's no way it only went to that little zone. I'm sure one of them could have hit the head or the face or the mouth or something. Yeah. So he he just gets really lucky with with his head. But yeah, yeah. I mean, even when he's um, fighting those guys at the very beginning, right? Do you remember that? Like he yeah. was like fighting what, like seven to seven people at the same time, kind of thing. I don't and think like, any of them had guns. Though. No, no, no. But like, they were still like hitting him with shit right uh, and yeah for sure for sure even if you get hit with something and let's say you have armor on it's still gonna go through the armor relatively no unless you have the, like the force will yeah yeah i think that just comes down to like training and being able to take a hit right i i i did like the the character development in this movie i since like i i came into it with without knowing anyone without knowing what the plot was anything was going on yeah, I, I mean, there were the, the 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 development. Even if they weren't in on like on on screen for a long time, it was well done. And I think that's props to uh, good acting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I I I don't think like they forced anything on the viewers. I don't think anywhere I felt like like kind of like cringe. Like you don't need to be doing that and this and that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like uh, that one stripper lady that was like you know taken away and then like Monica. found fucking killed in the body yeah. bag crazy but they didn't yes. linger on that like that wasn't even like a big part and that was probably like the only dead person that we saw besides the yeah other people that were targeted but you know right um yeah okay so that that brings us into a, a whole nother section that we have not even touched on yet but first i have i have one more one more comment um something that i i really liked about about batman and then and then we can move on which yeah. is that this is the only time when bruce's eye makeup has been addressed like in in every other movie it just like magically vanishes like when he has his cowl on you can tell that he has eye makeup because obviously the mask doesn't go right up to his eyeballs like you need a little bit of space for like your your eyelids to move and stuff like that yeah but and in other movies it's like mask on eye makeup but then the second he takes the mask off it's just mysteriously gone and they never (laughs) address that in in any other movie and they did here but yeah, in this one, he takes his mask off and you can see like he is painted black around his eyes so that it blends in with his mask. Yeah. And I'm just like, there we go. Oh, that wasn't that was... so hard. Oh, I thought that was normal. Yeah, no, that that's not normal. This is oh. the only time this has been done. <laughs> oh, wow. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, that's so that it make that makes sense. You yeah. should probably take your makeup off or have some on at least. <laughs> oh, why didn't they do yep. that in any other ones? I wonder. I, they, I guess they just thought it would be too silly to show Bruce Wayne with black eye makeup. <laughs> I mean, that's how it's done, no? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you had mentioned you had mentioned Annika, um, who is the roommate slash girlfriend. We don't really know their relationship exactly. Right. Yeah, I thought they were girlfriends. Um, of Selena Kyle, who is Catwoman, who we have yet to talk about so let us talk about catwoman what did you think i thought catwoman was a badass bitch for like not really it didn't look like she had much like fighting experience so to say but she had like like she had like the the gadgets and stuff like that you know yeah so i I, mean not like gadgets gadgets she just like i mean she grappled down into uh that one person's mansion from That's the roof true. so like yeah i was like damn okay cool badass bitch over here but she um, also is like her disguise is just like a, a ski mask that she cut some holes in yeah yeah that was the one part where i was like because i i know i've seen catwoman in like other movies right and she has like a whole outfit right yeah um but no i thought i thought she was a great actress um she was an emotional actress which was nice to see because batman is kind of displayed as like this guy who has like no emotion hard as a rock you know um yeah it was it was nice to see uh like him caring for this other person that is also kind of doing what he does i agree i I was trying to see if i could find a a comic photo of her with the with the beanie but i don't even like i don't even know how to search that up (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 that's the one thing. Like, I thought her beanie was really comical. Um, I, I kind of liked it. It felt very because, like, obviously she, yeah, because she is like she's not she's not Batman. She's not a billionaire. She doesn't have all this money. So, like, she's literally just a cat burglar. Oh, she and, has like a fucking nice motorcycle. Like, 
the moves, the fight, and she can't get like a a better hat than her fucking. Does she need one? Yeah. Why? She needs it. <laughs> but, but she doesn't really all like the entire purpose of a mask is to obscure your identity. So as long as she doesn't get actually caught, like it covers her face just fine. I mean, you're not wrong, but it just looks trashy. I don't know. I kind of liked it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like the raw style that she, she she went for. Like she didn't give a fuck what he was saying either. Like she was out yeah. to kill kind of thing and trying to yeah. get information. So. I respect that, you know, like I definitely uh, like you said, she she was very self-sufficient and didn't she didn't feel like she needed Batman, although like she did at one point in the movie, she like she came to Batman for help and she like she realized that she couldn't do it on her own, which is like, that's fine. People need help sometimes, even like Batman needed help at the end. And she helped him. So like they they make a good duo together. And I feel like that is one of the other things that I really, really loved was because the relationship between Batman and Catwoman is, I think, a difficult one to to portray in not necessarily like a more accurate manner, but like it's it's a complicated relationship. Like it's not just like, oh, my gosh, we're so in love. It's like these two people who are individually strong on their own but mm-hmm. yet have this attraction to each other because they're like technically on opposite sides of the law like catwoman is a criminal she is a burglar and right. she kills people and batman is like working with the police and doesn't kill anyone and yet they help each other when they need help because they do care about each other and i felt like the romance between them in this movie felt so real Mm. and the fact that like selena kyle never felt the need to try and see under his mask like she was just like well if like if he ever takes off the mask i guess i'll see what he looks like but also i don't care because i like his face isn't what i'm in love with it's like his his being is you know what i mean yeah his mannerisms like who he is what he stands for kind of thing right and the repeated scenes of them like driving their motorcycles together were super cute yeah and then like when they left and drove in opposite directions i was like (laughs) bye yeah (laughs) and then the the fact that she like she always playfully calls him vengeance because yeah. there was like yeah. this super like in the beginning of the movie, it's like this super badass scene and the those thugs are beating up that old guy and they're like, who are you? And he like completely pummels that first guy, like unbelievable beat yeah. down. And then he says, I am vengeance. And it's like super badass. But then <laughs> like throughout the rest of the movie, Catwoman, Catwoman is like, all right, get over here, vengeance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I like their romance. I, I wish they would have like done more together, but I feel like what they did together and how she fit into everything worked. Yeah. Um, um, and speaking of, because you had mentioned earlier with the, the character development and, and I think I, I had brought it up also briefly, but the, the idea of Batman as a symbol of vengeance is you see and that's the other good thing about this being only his second year as batman is 
like I was saying, he does have a lot of stuff that he still has to learn. And you see him sort of realize throughout this movie that fear is not like a one size fits all solution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, there, there are times when he's going to need to be scary, but just being scary is not enough to help the city. Yeah. Because you even like even in that first movie after he beats up all those thugs and then the old guy that he just saved is like still cowering in the corner is like, please don't hurt me. Like even normal people are afraid to death of Batman, which is, is it, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, th- I think that like that's a problem. And I think he yeah. realizes that that's a problem towards the end, especially when they uh, he beats up one of those Riddler guys at the end and they pull his mask off. And they're like, who are you? And then he also says, I'm vengeance. And you see Batman like clicks in his head and he's like, oh, no, no. Like, this is not who I need to be like. Yeah. And so then he's like, he starts to try and uh, infuse his his Batman identity with with more hope. And so instead of just being fear and vengeance and this terrifying vigilante right. he wants to become uh, a symbol that the city of gotham can look to for protection and feel safe and and feel like unless you're a criminal like obviously but f- like for the normal everyday citizens of gotham he wants the symbol of batman to be a positive one yeah yeah and i think that it, it it was very it was very nice watching that part of him change throughout the movie. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, you said it all. I completely agree. I can't really say anything against that. Like, doesn't the public also like him at one point? I don't know. Cause like even that even, I think like it, they don't really focus on the election in the movie, but I think that it was even brought up during the, the debate that we saw on TV at the beginning of the movie where the the guy who gets murdered and the the woman who ends up being mayor at the end are talking about how like crime in the city has risen and the police obviously aren't doing enough because there's a freaking masked vigilante running around every night beating people up and right. like that's that's not how the criminal justice system should work yeah and so yeah. like Although, like, no one tries to arrest Batman, like, they recognize that he is a problem. And, like, if the city was better, he wouldn't be necessary. That's that's fair. I mean, that's, that's Gotham as, like, a whole. Right. I have one last minor thing that I didn't like, which is uh, at the end, after... Um, after Batman saves the day, we there's a short scene with the Riddler in in prison, and mm-hmm. then um, you see like another prison prisoner starts talking to him, and he is like, "Hey, don't worry about it. You'll do better next time. Let's be friends," kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And at first, I was like, "Who the fuck is this supposed to be?" And then, like at the end of that scene, he has like this maniacal laugh, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, is this?" like this is the fucking joker right now like i i just like i'm so over the joker he's literally in every single movie and i was like there batman has 
probably one of the biggest rogues galleries in comic book history. Like there are so many Batman villains and they're all pretty interesting. Like there are, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some lame ones too, but there are really interesting Batman villains that I feel like could be explored and have not been explored yet. But for some reason, they just keep going back to Joker. And I mean, the Joker's just as famous, no? I mean, he's the most, he's the most famous, but like, it's like, it's not, it just feels like it's, it's taking away from it. Like it, I'm just done seeing the Joker for a while. I feel like I'm okay if he comes back like five Batman movies from now, but we had uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker Mm -hmm. and then early 2000s, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, obviously only the Dark Knight had the Joker in it but like the dark knight is the most famous movie out of those three and everyone talks about freaking heath ledger and how amazing he is right so like that was a big deal with the joker and then we had the justice league and that was a whole mess but like (laughs) we there was the the and the the suicide squad and those take place in the same universe but like that we had that joker and then there was the joaquin phoenix joker which was like a solo thing and it's just like so so much focus on the joker and i just i just don't i'm just done like let me see freaking Clayface or like bring poison ivy back like i don't freaking love poison ivy yeah i don't know any of these (laughs) i'm saying but like there are so many good batman villains and i i just would like to see them instead of the joker Damn. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get that. Makes sense. <laughs> but um, I will temper that statement with uh, Matt Reeves, the director, said in an interview that even though the Joker appeared in that scene doesn't necessarily mean that they're planning on putting him in the sequels. He just like he wanted a scene to show that even though Batman has like overcome the the threat in this movie like he wanted a scene that shows like there are still other problems lurking out there that he's gonna have to deal with in the future yeah and so he he said he's not necessarily like oh yeah the joker is gonna be the bad guy in the second one but that's just the character he chose for that scene yeah yeah so interesting hopefully it doesn't go that direction but yeah but Like I said, even all of the all of the negative things that I said were like, that's what, five, five percent off. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I even for like even if you don't know what's going on or like who the Batman is, I think it's a good movie to watch. You don't have to know of all like his legacies and his history and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying as well is like, that's what I was bringing up in the beginning is like, it really is like it's just a good detective movie. Yeah. And so even if you aren't familiar with Batman or anything like that, you can watch it and still just be entertained on the fact that it's a good story. Yeah. 100% agree. I know Elena was not as big of a fan. Overall, I think the movie was just a little too slow paced for her. I think she was expecting more of like an action movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was it was very like it it this movie took its time. It was like just shy of three hours long. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, wait, really? It was that long? Yeah, I think it was like two fifty. 
okay yeah see i didn't know that it's a long ass movie it's a long movie yeah yeah see like the fact that i didn't notice it means that it was it was a good one you know agree but yeah definitely go watch it um it's a good one it's it's getting really good fucking ratings like a lot of people are saying 10 out of 10 that i've been hearing of and seeing of or like high nines one of the best batmans i came and said so give it a shot let us know yeah for sure for sure let us get on to trivia yeah and let me tell you i have found some pretty delectable facts here (laughs) nice um our first one says uh robert pattinson's audition took place while he was in rehearsals for shooting tenet which did did you see tenet i think i did the the one where they like they can move forward and backwards in time yes yeah so obviously robert pattinson was also in that movie and it says his audition for batman took place while he was rehearsing for tenet um and it says he lied to christopher nolan about it but uh christopher nolan who had made his own batman trilogy immediately figured it out um pattinson said that he had told nolan that he had a family emergency and as soon as he said it nolan was like you're doing the batman audition aren't you Uh, (laughs) damn and then it says when when pattinson was told that he got the role for batman um the day before principal photography for tenet he was surprised that nolan also knew and congratulated him even though uh robert pattinson hadn't told anyone about it yet i mean they so he, talk like, he found out that he got the part went to set for a different movie and chris Nolan was like hey congrats and he's like huh? <laughs> wow that's so cool and that just tells you like it's a whole network bro like even for before sure, you sure. know other people know yeah it's kind of wild this next fact is something that we actually touched upon in uh during our spoiler review which is that this is the first version of batman to directly address the black eye makeup under the cowl in previous versions of the film the makeup just disappeared when bruce took his mask off director matt reeve said i just loved the idea of taking off the mask and under that there's the sweating and the dripping and the whole theatricality of becoming this character yeah it it felt really real rather than like you know fake and pampered his his bruce wayne was also very different from from previous adaptations because usually there's like this very strong sort of bicameral character where when he's batman he's super serious and he's a crime fighter and all that and then as bruce wayne he's like a billionaire playboy like going to parties and all that stuff but in this movie like bruce wayne was like a recluse like everyone knew about him but like every like he never came out of his tower and every time he like showed up at a public event people were like oh my gosh we haven't seen you in so long like could you talk to us and like like let us know what's going on in your life because he just like completely shut out the public Mm. all right our next one here says colin farrell said that he had gone to starbucks to try out his prosthetics for penguin and despite getting some weird stares nobody recognized him well interesting do you do you think people would have recognized him if he even if he didn't have that makeup on would do you think oh yeah no colin farrell is famous enough that if he just went as himself people would recognize him oh you think so yeah 
Okay, okay, okay. I wouldn't have recognized him. I would look at this guy like, what's up? Nice. <laughs> uh, Matt Reeves stated that this version of the Riddler was partly inspired by the infamous serial killer Zodiac, who operated in California in the late 1960s. Oh, except for the fact that, you know, his riddles basically couldn't be solved. Uh, yeah, also the Zodiac so killer never got caught and the Riddler did. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of fucking wild if you think about it, right? Like, I don't know. Robert Pattinson said of his Batman, Bruce is obsessed in being Batman. He has no desire to be Bruce and wants to just throw it away. He hasn't gotten over being the 10-year-old boy who, in his mind, let his parents die. For him, Mm. being Batman is like some strange kind of therapy, and he thinks that this is the way he can save himself, by living in this kind of zen state as Batman, where it's just pure instinct and no emotional baggage. It feels like he has a death wish going out every night, and I always get the impression that he wants to keep recreating the night that his parents died. In his mind, every single person that he fights is the person who killed his parents. Oh wow, that's deep. That's an interesting like, uh, like thing to know. Wait, wait. So he didn't know at that point who killed his parents still? That that's like just part of Batman's story as a whole is like his parents died, but he doesn't have anyone to blame for it. He doesn't know who did it. It was like because it was only them in the alley. It was him, mm. his parents and the person that killed him. And he was 10 years old at the time. So the person yeah. ran away. And like, what are you going to do after that? That's true. That's true. Yeah, you can tell I'm not very versed as a Batman on Batman. So that's all right. Yeah. For you. Thanks. The last two punches in the train station scene where the victim was already unconscious and Batman says, I'm vengeance, were Robert Pattinson's idea and were improvised. He said, I wanted to say it as the guy was losing consciousness so that it goes into his dreams. Oh. I really, he said, <laughs> I really wanted his future to be really, really damaged. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Nice. <laughs> Damn. I mean that dude it worked. I think it would have worked for sure. <laughs> yeah. God damn. What a beast. <laughs> when asked if he had taken anything from set, Robert Pattinson revealed that he repeatedly took socks that his character was wearing and Warner Brothers noticed he and um he he said i did get a lot of socks and i kept getting a talking to from warner bros they'd say you know it's fine to have a few but you take them every day how many socks do you need because we've been shooting for a year oh my god man's down bad on socks that's me oh that's too funny and our last piece of trivia here to allow awesome. Reeves and Pattinson to communicate on the set across the COVID-19 barriers between them, they were both outfitted with earpieces and microphones. Reeves said, we were always directly connected, and it's weird because we were physically distant. I could talk to him very low, and I think that we were in each other's head. That had a particular effect. And according to Robert Pattinson, there were times when, while the cameras were rolling, Reeves' mic would be accidentally left on, and Pattinson said, you could hear his little reactions. If it was a tense scene, you would suddenly hear his breathing accelerate. Sometimes it would be really distracting, but sometimes I actually quite enjoyed hearing his real-time reaction. I've never been so close to a director's perception of what I was doing before, and it was strangely intimate experience. Oh my gosh, that does sound intimate. I don't know if I could do that. That's crazy. I definitely couldn't, like... 
No shot. I'm already, I'm already like, I could never act in my entire life. But if I ever did act, hearing someone reacting to my acting while, while I'm doing it. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I couldn't do it. Nope. I don't think so, at least. And dude, if you were in my ear and you were like, if I was the one acting and you were in my ear, bro, you'd have so much breathing shit going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, if like if you were doing something, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even playing video games, like I could hear your heart rate go up. <laughs> wow. I I don't know how Elena doesn't just constantly hear me from across the house because I'll be playing a game and just be like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. No, that's when we play together. Sometimes I'm like, are you okay, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I am. I don't know. Something like my breathing just goes. It just <laughs> ramps up. Yeah, like crazy. <laughs> and those are good. That, that Those are fun little facts. I like the sock one the most. That was definitely. <laughs> the socks were great. <laughs> that was fucking solid. <laughs> I just imagine like the the costume designer, like every day he shows up and they're like, I have your whole outfit here except for your socks. What happened to them? And he's just like, I don't know. Who took my socks? <laughs> and then they have to like go and get more socks. Yeah. Wait, that's also kind of crazy that they give him socks to wear. Well, what would you think that actors just like wear their own socks onto set? Yeah. I mean, usually they have like pants covering it. No, like, I don't know what the Batman socks look like. I, don't, I feel like if you're if you're on a big budget set like that, like all of your clothes are paid for by the company. Even the undies. Who knows? They That's might true. give him his own undies. That's true. It'll hire me so I can steal some underwear. Fuck socks. I'll steal underwear. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any trash facts? Those are always. I do not. I even the ones that I didn't include here were just like decent facts. Fuck. OK, I'll take it <laughs> here. I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a made up trash fact here. Yeah, yeah, please. Robert Pattinson is playing the Batman and he previously played uh edward in the twilight series Whoa. this is a reference to the fact that um historically vampires are said to turn into bats uh, imagine <laughs> <laughs> no dude you could probably put that on there and actually confuse some people <laughs> that's not a joke <laughs> but yeah that was um that was the movie and our review of it yeah so now we would like to say for the audience we want to hear your thoughts. Yes. Especially with this three hour movie. I'm sure it was quite intense. If if you guys have had the opportunity to go out to the theater, obviously everyone like be safe. Be safe. Um, there are still problems with COVID. If yeah. like if you're not feeling well or you live with people that are potentially high risk, like don't maybe do don't go to the theater, wait for it to come out on streaming. Yeah. Um but yeah, be as safe as you can. But if if you are able to try and go see this movie because we really enjoyed it. Yeah. And after you've seen it, let us know what you think. And you can do that by sending an email to casualfanaticpod at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message on Twitter at cashfanpod. If you would like to help support the podcast, as always, the best thing that you can do for us is to spread the word. Tell more people about this podcast so we can get more listeners more engagement we love hearing about new people listening so please let us know uh and let others know if you if there's a specific movie that you're trying to convince your friend to go watch or um anything like that just you know hook them up with with our podcast and then boom 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 yeah we make you and happy if you have he makes us happy 
If you have any movies that you would like us to talk about, you can also send us suggestions. Yep. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, this has been Casual Fanatic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.